Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of It's Not That Deep. Bro. And we're back. Episode 37, bro. 37. We're really racking them up. I know. It's like 13 away from 50, but still. like It's quite exciting. Oh, it's exciting. By the end of the year, who knows? We well, might be at 100 by then. We might be. We, oh, we my goodness. We just might be. But Let's right, fucking keep hitting it hard. Right now, right? it's episode 37. That's right. How is everybody? I hope you're all doing well. Martin, how are you? I'm good. I see you ha- I see you had a haircut. I have had a haircut. It was getting out of control. But Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was because of your video. Well, it what yeah, it was for a video that mm-hmm. was being shot, which uh, you'll see at some point in the coming weeks. But um now I'm I'm rocking a cleaner look, mm. you know. I uh a, how's you, how's a you, less hobo look, I guess. Look, <laughs> and not I'll, like saying you were a hobo, but like I was you, playing. A, I <laughs> you could have played that. <laughs> I was playing a character, and that will be yeah, expanded upon in the future. Exactly, that's fine. Yeah, um, no worries. How's the road to world champ? Oh, it's good. <laughs> I'm day twenty-seven here. Martin is twenty-seven days into his skipping. Uh, it's not even a challenge. It's just a it's skipping challenge. Yeah. Well, it's a. The challenge idea is just uh, motivation to keep you going every day because, you know, there's no no prize other than you becoming fit. Yeah, just the challenge itself is for me to be able to keep up doing the videos every day. And that is the road to world champ. That is the road to world (laughs) champ. That is right. Like that, putting that on the video just, oh, on on the comment. In that, just... in that in the hashtag, it means that you can't let the people down. They no. know, they know that I you're on the road. Going. I need to keep going. You're on the I road, and you can't first... let people down. I did my first double under like yesterday. Is that two rotations of the rope whilst you're in the air? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Which was um, as soon as I did it, I saw like celebrated, and I was like, oh shit. Maybe it, I should have kept going. It stopped your flow. <laughs> yeah, it stopped my flow. See, yeah, the, you know, if you had like a Zen master, they'd be like very but, uncontrolled. Yeah, yeah exactly. I wouldn't, <laughs> you I wouldn't, celebrate your... <laughs> yeah, I celebrate too quickly. Yeah. No, no, I need to just chill out. Which I have done before. I've celebrated a bit too quickly and I'm like in a like a acting situation. Then I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I should do that off camera, not while people are shooting. The celebrating thing is... It's like the little kid inside of you being yeah. like, I did that. Yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. And it, it is something, I think everyone wrestles with that sort mm-hmm. of thing because I guess it has something to do with pride as well. But anyway, let's get into what we're going to watch this week, Martin. For all you new listeners out there, all viewers, and we do have. They're coming in, you know, these new listeners. You know, we're, 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 I'm seeing. Thank you very much it, for listening. It's much Thank appreciated. You. It's We do appreciate quite a, We do appreciate it quite a lot. And for all you new listeners out there, we have this fancy bit of machinery, <laughs> this stool, this app. It's called the Randy Master 5000. Let me wire it up into turn the. Turn the uh, turn the wheel. Turn the wheel of you the Randy I mean? Master <laughs> to randomly what it select does, us. It randomly selects a film from the f- film categories that we have. 
the catalog that has Ga- been yeah assembled. the film catalog we've got and it just randomizes it so let's get into I'm it I'm going to give you a countdown Martin and you're going to press the button Fair enough 5 4 3 2 1 and the film we are watching is Chung King Express, 1994, by Wong Kar God, that's going to so be butchered. That's going to be so butchered. <laughs> I'm so like sorry. Japanese film or like a... I think... Well, I've got a brief synopsis here. Two melancholic Hong Kong policemen fall in love. One with a mysterious underworld figure. The other with a beautiful and ethereal server at a late night restaurant he frequents. Fantastic. Yeah. What, what, um, is it like an action film? What kind of kind of film is it? It tells you the genres right there. I mean, it's a romance, comedy, drama. Okay. I think it's okay. going to have an Eyes Wide Shut vibe. Not with the satanic orgy. Yeah. But just with like wandering around the streets and, you know, there's a lot of that in, yeah. in yeah. Eyes Wide Shut. But we'll, I'm ready for it. We'll see. Yeah. So... Grab yourself a copy of Chungking Express if you uh, are so inclined and join us on the other side where we'll, we'll be picking apart what we thought of it and just, just laying See down the law. See what happens. Seeing what happens. Just laying down the law in general. That's right. Peace out. Yes, we are back after just watching Chung King Express. The Chung King Express. What wow. did you think? Well, um, I was kind of right, wasn't I, when I said about like eyes wide shut with the like walking around the streets and like that whole yeah. like city vibe. Yeah, and it, I, I think that the real jewel of eyes wide shut is that it's about Tom Cruise not getting laid. <laughs> yeah. And that is kind of the crux of this whole film. Too. I mean, the first one was a bit weird. Well, that, it wasn't, so, it was, uh, I kind of got, um, you know, that message, that synopsis for this film. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of got it wrong. Oh, the okay. whole fact that he falls in love with a woman that's into like the underground life. Yeah. Well, my, I've my question to you would be, who was that woman? Who? Yeah. Who was that woman? I have no idea. Well, that's that's because normally I'm just being an idiot and I've missed something massive, like that, like with um, what film was it? Grave of the Fireflies, where I'd forgotten the first scene. Where he dies. Yeah, where he, like, he, I was supposed to know he was dead for the whole yeah, film. Yeah, you're I'd, like, ah. Uh, yeah, so I thought it was like that, but to hear that you also can't identify that woman's quite interesting, and it, I suppose it got me thinking, like, 
towards the end of the film what this film's kind of about and it's not really like between him and the girl that he ends up with no it's more about him kind of running around his life too quickly to pay attention to anything i think he's just constantly trying to like get laid he's, which is weird but outside of you say that outside of like the the sex thing he he's always like on the move yeah he's always consuming either like getting drunk or at work or eating mm-hmm. or go into a shop to buy something he's a big consumer yeah, like I was saying, he eats a lot. Yeah, he eats a lot. Whenever, a lot. whenever he's like consuming anything, you'll see like a pile of whatever he's consuming next yeah. to him. Generally, be it shot That's... glasses or pineapple cans or cigarettes, he's like smoking, chain smoking throughout the film. Again, that's because he's moving so fast. He's... He needs that energy. Whoa, he <laughs> he, he needs the, the energy to do it. But then, why is he doing it? The girl that he ends up. It's hard. In love with. It's hard with the names with this film because it is a very Japanese film and all the names are very Japanese. Yeah. And I, I know what out his of my name comfort is. Zone. Go on. But I don't know how to say it. Oh, okay. That that's helpful. <laughs> I don't know how to say it because every time he said it, it was just so like quick. It's like uh, Kiway, uh, he H E Kiway or Kiwi. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Cop two two three. That's his name. No, that's the second one. Oh, is that the first? Oh, so one. he's six three three, six six three. No. Yeah, he might be. Six, yeah, six, he's three. he's six six three. But he has an actual name. Yeah. Um. Which he says it quite a lot in the film. But the girl that he ends up falling in love with is very the opposite to that fast-paced mentality. She's very slow. Her day, her manager says that she's sleepwalking through her job. You got them mixed up. What was that, sorry? You've got them mixed up. Got who mixed up? The boss, her boss is the second story. The woman you're talking about is... I'm talking about the woman that he ends up falling in love with at the end. Right, okay. Yeah. Because obviously there's two stories to this, and they both fall in love with a woman. So I'm like, whenever you What do you like, mean there's two stories? What do you mean it... There's... Explain. Uh, <laughs> um, the start of the, the film. In my head, he falls in love with three women. There's May. Three. No, there's three. There's the one at the beginning yeah. with the... Drug. These are two different guys, by the way. Two different guys. Two different stories. What are you saying that there's two different guys? Did you not just read two different numbers? I read two different policemen, but there's one policeman that keeps giving... Um, he comes in on when he says that he's been hurt by a pin. Yeah, that's the second one. Yeah, but that second policeman only acts as a, as a messenger... He doesn't fall in love with the girl who works at the noodle shop, and he wasn't in love with May, the stewardess on the plane. It's the there's only that main man that fell in love with the three women. Not that second guy, right? Look, look just look him up, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's two men. There's at two policemen. One two of them. One of them falls turned, in love. No, one of them turns up to. Uh, the noodle shop when yeah. 
after May has fallen, has left the stewardess. May is the, f- is the first policeman. May is a woman and she was yeah, a stewardess no, 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 on a plane. No, no, I'm saying that the first policeman fell in love with May. So I'm just going to read the plot as it is. This is what happened. Okay. Taiwanese, uh, Taiwanese cop, he, Q, yeah. is dumped by his girlfriend May mm-hmm. on April 1st. Yeah. To verify her earnestness in breaking up with him, Q chooses to wait for one month. Every day he buys a tin of pineapples with the expiration date of May 1st because May enjoyed pineapples. Meanwhile, a woman in a blonde wig tries to survive in a drug underworld after mm-hmm. smug after a smuggling operation goes sour. Yep. On May 1st, Q approaches the woman in the blonde wig at the Bottoms Up Club. Yes. However, she is exhausted, falls asleep in a hotel room, leaving him to watch old films and order food. He shines her shoes before he leaves her sleeping on the bed. She leaves in the morning and shoots the drug baron who set her up. Q goes jogging and receives a message from her on his pager, wishing him a happy birthday. He visits his usual snack store where he collides with a new member of staff, Faye. Okay. Yeah. Another. So then we move into the second story. Yeah. A, another police officer is also dealing with the breakup with a flight attendant. Faye secretly falls for him. Well, here we go. There's, yeah, there's two stories. There's two I'm telling stories. you. I'm telling you. She learns he is on his day off and leaves a letter for him with the snack bar owner containing a set of keys to the police officer's apartment. Faye tells him of the letter but he delays reading it and asks the snack bar to keep it from him Faye uses the keys repeatedly to enter the man's apartment clean and redecorate yep Faye now a flight attendant returns to Hong Kong oh she leaves sorry um he finds Faye coming to his apartment and realizes that she likes him he arranges a date at a restaurant named California yes Faye does not arrive and the snack bar owner her cousin goes to the restaurant to tell him that Faye has left for the US Faye, now a flight attendant, returns to Hong Kong. She finds that the man has bought the snack bar and is converting it to a restaurant. He asks her to stay for the grand opening and asks her to send him a postcard if she leaves. As Faye is about to leave, he presents the boarding pass, wrinkled and water-stained, and writes him a new one. She asks him where you want the destination to be, to which he replies, wherever you would take me. See, that's interesting. Yeah. So he didn't... you like, confusing both stories. Yeah. What? And I was like... You're talking about something well, completely well, different. Well, that's what I was saying, that I was <laughs> interested to see if it was like The Grave of Fireflies, where... But thank you for telling the whole film to uh, our listeners. Well, it is. <laughs> if we're... If me and you were confused about what just happened... I, clar- I wasn't confused. I was clarifying with Well, that's you. why I said me, you know, yeah. if any one of us at any episode of the podcast is confused about what's happened in the plot, it's always good to have a clarify so then the listeners can also understand what's going on, you know? Fair enough. So now Fair we enough. all are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Now, what? what is your question now? It must have changed because obviously there's... So now my question now... Now the plot is uh, solidly in place. I move on to more of the emotion of the film and what it's like uh, trying to say, which is what I spent a good portion of the film thinking about. And I think it's about 
I don't know what you call like the hedgehog dilemma, the porcupine dilemma. What is that? So like humans naturally want interaction, but yeah. we're like hedgehogs in that we hurt one another if well, when we, when yeah. we try and get close to one another, yeah. basically. And that there's people that are going into that realization and there's people that are coming out of it and, and are ready to put themselves on the line emotionally again so there's you, you can meet people in different stages of that some people have just been hurt and they don't really want to make any new connections with mm-hmm. anyone but then some people have spent some time healing and they're coming out like i'm re- i'm ready to be hurt again sort of thing mm-hmm. um and i think this film people would deal people deal with that in many different ways and Faye says well I listen to music to not think loud yeah loud music to not think and that is the exact same as Key um, and the way that he's like constantly consuming cigarette anything yeah he's just doing that so he doesn't have to think about how he's been hurt in the past that's right yeah and yo hello I am yeah you saying <laughs> <laughs> just carry on i'm not here um he's not here anyone it what yeah. did you wait what did you think of like so obviously you didn't see the transition into the second story then did no. you see that no no, no 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 that completely passed me by how did they the two stories connect so uh, they connect when Kiwi, oh, was it when he's a Kui or whatever his name is? He's eating say. at the other place. He, whoa, no. What happens is he falls in love with that blonde uh, wig woman, yeah, right, and then she di- kills that person, her and, boss or whatever, and, and disappears. he goes running. No, he, no, no, no. That was, be- uh, that was before that. It said, I just read it in the plot, that he goes and then she messages him on the pager whilst he's running, thank you for shining the shoes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, once she, like, disappears and, like, he doesn't see her again, Mm. he goes back, because he's at that restaurant that that girl worked at. Yeah. Faye. Mm -hmm. That was the restaurant that he was at all the time. Yeah. And he He ordered the chef's salad. Huh? Ordered yeah, the chef salad. Yeah, yeah, but that that was the other cop that ordered that ordered the chef salad. We ordered, but what? that was at the beginning with the chef salad, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was halfway through the film. I feel like when he's telling him to order a pizza, he's like, "Order fish and chips." That's the other cop. That's the second cop. Yeah. So when so is the first cop in this film at all after the first half? No, after the first half he's not. So in after the film he goes jogging, yeah, he's not in the film anymore. No, after he goes jogging, all right, and he tries to find that woman, but she's not there anymore. He goes back to the restaurant, mm-hmm. all bummed out, and the the because. One, he can't get that woman that with a blonde wig, yeah. and he can't get May. Yeah, right. So he goes back to the shop, right, because there's another May in the shop that the owner said, "Oh, maybe you should try with her." Yeah. But then he goes, "Oh no, May's gone. 
you need to act quick. And he she said, went with Richard. But listen, she went with Richard, right? So then after that happens, the boss says, oh, why don't you try on Faye? So then Faye and him sort of like collide together. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, that was the closest we ever gotten. Then 24 hours later, she fell in love with another guy. And then that's when it transitions into the other cup. And then the other cup comes in. And then the whole thing happens. It's very weird. The Did way... you miss the whole first half? <laughs> no, I got all of that. But I would still argue that the narrative structure of this film mm. is very untraditional and designed yeah. possibly yeah. To, to to haze into one another in the manner that it did. I would argue that that's completely by design. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the some of them scenes seem seemed like too fast. It was very. It was not trying to show any sort of uh, fakeness. It was very trying to be like reality, like yeah. the scenes at the beginning where running through a crowd, you get like that blurred everything's blurred like humans faces are trailing and that that's how it is when you're like in a high intensity situation Mm -hmm. like and there's lights everywhere and whatnot so this film was like grounded in emotion i think it was trying to show like human emotion yeah a lot i mean it was definitely trying to show the emotion of that first cop uh queer or whatever his Mm. name is um he was very, obviously, from what you read in the story, he was very, like, obsessed with this girl, mm. May. Do you know what I mean? And he, he even tells the woman that um, he's talking to at the bar, you know, how he, he's like, oh, I used to have a girlfriend five years ago, but then we broke up. Her name was, um, I'm just trying to find out, mm. like, what, what you're, um, I'm just trying to get to know you, basically, is what he's saying to yeah. this woman. So he, he's very like, wants to get back out there because. Yeah, and she's at the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. And then it, it's quite interesting looking how the two stories compare because then you've got in the second story, she is the one The who's, one that falls in love. Yeah, yeah and being obsessed. It kind of deals with obsession as well to a certain degree. And it's very, like, true to the human experience because I think every single human... I felt like she was a bit creepy, though. Well... It was a bit, like, too much. So in the way that that manifested, it was creepy. But what I I was going to say is that every single human, uh, whether they like to admit it or not, reacts like emotionally to stuff under the skin. It's Mm -hmm. It's like the child inside of you. Like, if the person that you like ignores you inside you're like oh you know what i mean you feel yeah, that yeah. real emotion and there's there's varying different ways that people then express that and how they deal with it and you could see that what is her name Faye? yeah Faye. yeah Faye seemed to have problems expressing emotion yeah and quite a lot even till the end yeah hence that she was almost uh kind of she obviously liked him and was setting up situations 
but then she acted the whole time like she didn't like him. But that's probably just a response to her knowing how crazy her actions are. So she's like, I have to pretend to not like him because of how much I do like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it gets complicated. But that's why this film... I was a bit confused because of the way that it, like... The whole thing ended with the first with the first cop and then it like transitioned into like the second but like I didn't think it was going to be like oh not at all you don't get to see uh the first cop or the first again. Story at all again Wait. you know what I mean I was like I was a bit confused just because of the fact that she had this she the whole time we've seen this woman she had a wig on mm. right I thought that was her hair yeah yeah but it was all, all obviously a wig and obviously them glasses you see them glasses it seems mm. like you got you've never seen her eyes. Yeah, right? yeah. Like a mystery then, woman. Yeah, mystery woman. He goes there, kills that guy, and then takes the wig off, right? You see she's got black hair mm. and fucking them uh, glasses. And I'm like, but then Faye then has the sort of same glasses, but like she's not covering her eyes all the time. Yeah. And she's got black hair, but it's short. She could have shaved. It was a bit long when she's like passing by, but maybe she could have cut it and be like, oh, my cousin works here. Yeah, let me just change up real quick and then get into this job. Do you know what I mean? It got, but, me, it got me thinking about memories and how memories can change. You know what I mean? And how the, f- like, it's, the characters weren't so important. The fact that we got given two different stories and it was just showing two sets of humans interacting and how they like connect sort of like with a dream. one. It was very dreamlike in its mm-hmm. composition. It's weird because I would say it's a film that's very grounded in reality. Yeah. But then I would also say it's very dreamlike. But then I would also mm-hmm. say that reality can be very dreamlike and vice versa. Dreams can be very much like reality. They can seem like reality, yeah. Mm. Uh, but then at some point... You start thinking about you, what is reality. Yeah. <laughs> at some points you can change um, when you're in a dream, obviously. Lucid dreaming. Well, there's all that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a world that I've managed to access, but it... Um, and then, then, if you can change dreams, what about lucid reality? <laughs> ah! You're like getting way into it. Manifesting. I like it. Yeah. I like it. But that's probably why, Martin, to be fair, this film is like, this is renowned as one of the best films going. You said that about about the last film. Bicycle Thieves. I I will say they're very close on the the website that we use, Letterboxd. They are within 10 films of each other on the top 250 films ever. (sighs) What's the first? What's the top? The first is this Russian film called Come and See. And it's about war. And it's meant to be one of the most... You know how, like, Grave of Firefly shows, like, how war affects, like, a small town, a small village? Or two children. Or, yeah. Well, yeah, two children, but then a whole area mm-hmm. as well. It's kind of like... It's like the first Pokemon generation. There's, like, a war going on. Yeah. And that's based on... But what happened in Japan really... Well, what happens with war is terrible and leaves an effect on wherever it happens. But like Japan getting nuked, that is a large part of their culture and their art and how they like functions people sort of thing. But then this film, Come and See, is a Russian film. Um, Was Japan the only place that was... Nuked. Nuked. Yeah, yeah. 
Hiro- After that, they were like, nah. Hiroshima. Yeah. Yeah, then they tested a load of nukes in the uh, Pacific. But, so, come and see. The invasion of a village by German forces sends a young girl into the forest to join resistance fighters against... Nazis? His family's wishes. There he meets a girl who accompanies him back to the, his village. Upon returning home, he finds his... Oh, okay. I don't want to read too yeah, much. Yeah, don't yeah. read too much into it. Just... <laughs> but that is the top film on Letterboxd. Um, second? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll list a few off for you just so you know. So Parasite's actually number one now. Parasite overtook Come and See. Parasite? Yeah. Have you heard of that? It won a load of Oscars. People were talking about it like loads... It's been on like Netflix all over. I've I've seen it advertised, but I've not like. So that is number one. Then come and see. What's what's it about? Parasite. Just a little bit. All Don't... unemployed, Kiteki's family takes a peculiar interest in the wealthy and glamorous parks for their livelihood until they get entangled in an unexpected incident. That's very unspecific and league. That could be about anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then you've got The Godfather. Um, then you've got a film called Harakiri, which seems to be... Harakiri. About... You know how samurais have to um, kill themselves? Yeah. It's about that. So the way you like... Yeah, that whole that whole deal. Somebody chops your head off. You've got a Spanish film. Nice. Called A Dog's Will. Okay. Um, we've... Spirited Away is number 10. Goodfellas. Oh, wow. Goodfellas was... I 11. No, I'm just kind of skimming through now. There's loads of films here. Um, we've seen quite a few of them. Schindler's List, Evangelion's number 30, um, Do the Right Things, number 37, 2001 is 40. It's not too bad then. Not yeah. Bad. <clears throat> we've got We've got a lot to go though, man. That's fine. We've got plenty of time. But Chunking Express, yeah. I don't know where it is on this specific list, but it's always 111 on, on the best ever. And Bicycle Feeds is 105. So they are very close to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, it just left me confused because I was like, what happened to the woman? What happened to the man? Yeah, well, like, I... Th- I think it's more what? about... At least in the second story, it sort of like finishes it. It's like, okay, she came back, right? And now they might they might be going somewhere, right? They might be, they might not be. But like, I think it it's... ends that story. Yeah. The first one, I was like, so you that's how you transition into the second half. And you ain't even going to say anything about... Characters aren't so much important in this film. So it's no. like with, like in real life. Like, no one's, like, this special character. We're all living our own film yeah, sort of thing. And, yeah, that's pretty much why I think this is a film that's like real life, that feels like a dream, and in that way, it's like real life. It's pretty clever. I, I can see why people... Oh, that's definitely fucked. I've enjoyed this film. Yeah. It, well, if, if a, a work of art can make me think like this you know what i mean and like trigger this sort of conversation i'm usually like this is worth the ticket money you know what i mean it, yeah. w- it was worth the night out sort of thing mm-hmm. so 
it's it's a thumbs up from me, you know. I'm, 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 it, Unless it's Clash of the Titans, and then you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we watched? Is that what it was called, Clash of the Titans? No, it was called Gods of Egypt. Oh, it was. I'm thinking of a different film. Now, I even said with Gods of Egypt, I love that episode. I listen to it sometimes because I, I, I give it its due i'm trying to like talk about all the things i liked and then you're like come on i know there's something you don't like about this film and get to it because uh, I, I know it's coming but at least with this one you you didn't seem to have um that vibe no like, i mean with gods of egypt you were more confused than like <laughs> had a point about like uh at least okay yeah, we could still maybe. talk about Gods of Egypt. It still it was a long podcast. It provoked lots of discussion. If there's a film where I don't have much to say at all, that would be really sad. You know what Why? I mean? Why? That would be really interesting to me, anyway, because of the um, the way you talk about every film is very like, um, it's not aggressive, but like passionate. Yes. Is, is the word you're looking for. Yeah, and okay. that's because I felt something. Yeah. But that's with most films, whether you hate it or you love it. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? so, that so, like, it, if I find a film that, makes that me you feel... don't talk about or you don't have anything to say about, oh, that's going to be a good film. But it will be like the equivalent of, like, I like things extreme, hot or cold, shit or amazing. Good, bad. You know what I mean? Black or white. The middle. Well, it's not that I like that. I'm likes a very uh, objective word. Anything that can get me talking. The thing that won't get me talking is going to be like a grey, beige, boring film. Like, like okay, that we've. But been, it's going to we, be interesting. We no, definitely. We've been to see films, Martin, together that have been in that category, and it's, give me one. Like I have nothing against the people in this film or or whatever, but like I have fuck all to say about Daddy's Home too. I mm, I okay. ha literally have like nothing to fucking report. <laughs> I, and I remember. <laughs> yeah, but that I, I feel like that's because it, it 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 comes in a package that tells you what it, like. I think I saw the is, first you know one, I mean? but I'll give anything a watch. <laughs> but I remember feeling that way. On... When did we watch Daddy's Home? 2? I always remember it because on my letterbox, if I if I search all if I get all the films that I've seen ever, yeah. and I search them by the worst one critically rated on the website, Daddy's Home Two is always <laughs> the top. And I always look at it and I'm like, yeah, I remember seeing that. <laughs> when did we watch that? It must have been around Christmas, the year it came out. I remember specific scenes. They go to stay in a log cabin at one point. Uh, it's Will Farrell and Mark I, Wahlberg, I, isn't it? And they're I like, I do remember. I do remember it. <laughs> um, I remember sort of like. <laughs> He's like a, a creepy old man just peeking his head in. It's, every time, it's mate. Terrifying. Every time. Brogan anyway, Finnegan. Um, yeah, we went to see Daddy's Home. There's a few films that. Fall. I re yeah, I remember so some of it, like when. The granddad's just like real cool, but inside he's like just emotional and he he, he doesn't know how to let it out. It's you know so I mean? stock. Like it's like offensively boring. 
like not I even boring. Boring's not the right word because it entertained me for like the time that I was in the cinema. <laughs> but the minute that I left the cinema, I I never ever wanted to have anything to do with it again. I, <laughs> not, but the, it didn't like offend me. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it didn't stir any sort of passion within me. It really didn't <laughs> get my. Maybe <laughs> when you're a daddy, you'll understand. I understand the film completely and everything that it oh, was no, trying to okay, say. Okay, okay. Maybe when your daddy will give you some sort of emotion. I don't think there's anything that can happen in this world that's going to make daddy's home to <laughs> fall into some sort of artistic. So daddy's daddy's home one is fine. I, it, weirdly enough, I think I have seen daddy's home one, but for some reason, daddy's home two stands out more to me as What's the offender. <laughs> Probably make it. Maybe daddy's home one is worse that because i can't remember it you know what i mean it's less memorable so it's worse and so it, you go if i can't remember so you, something then i'm like angry so why the fuck would you watch number two well we were just going to the cinema you know that's something we do and <laughs> yeah, we, I, get I think that. we were in a thing at the time if i recall correctly where we were like flipping each week you choose the film i choose the film and it was your choice to pick because I did not pick Daddy's Home too. Right, mine. I'm not making this the sole focus of the podcast, but I would wager <laughs> large amounts of money that if we went around the studio right now and asked, right, honestly, who do you think? Me and Martin went to see Daddy's Home too. We know that that happened. Now, if you had to bet on whose choice that was to go see the film, which one would you choose? I know how it's going to stack up. It doesn't matter. It do, it doesn't matter. You it do, so, if you can't remember it and I can't remember it, well, they, we'll never know. Mute, yeah, that's a mute point. And that's okay? fine. That's why I said I'm not going to make it the f sole poke. No, that's and that's and that's fine. So you shouldn't even <laughs> go down this avenue, man. <laughs> that, you shouldn't even go down this avenue. It's great, <laughs> but like, don't bring up the oh, it's a weekly thing. Do you know what I mean? Well, we did. I, I was going to say that's nice because that's how we start. I think it was like the early. Well, I was thinking when we were watching this film that, you know, the whole, the first thing Martin ever said to me was, oh, we should go see a film sometime. And then we did go see many films. And then there was a time when we would go in one film, mine and one film, his, and then it slowly morphed into what we do now. It's, you it's, know why I say it? Right? Say what? That it wasn't me. Because I haven't even seen one. So why would I watch two? I can't remember. that. To be fair, but, that get hard... Uh, <laughs> there's a film called The Night Before Christmas <laughs> it is about that it's with Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, don't know they all just fall into this real bland it's like offensive because it's so inoffensive what, what's your but beef what, for me saying that what, something's offensive no no no, no. <laughs> look look all these films you know how like we're watching all these films and we're always trying to find the the meaning behind I'm it. I'm just saying what I feel. Listen, listen before you get pissy pants over I'm there. I'm just correcting what you're saying. I'm <laughs> just saying, I just say what I feel. Okay, that's fine that you <laughs> say what you feel. Um, these films, are, <laughs> I don't know why they would be offensive. It's ju it's just It's just in my head, I'm like, Offensive seems like the a strong word to describe your. I'm Jack Oland, and I f <laughs> feel something 
with certain films. And then there's other things, other films, where I don't feel that. And that's all that I can comment on. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that stick with me, the one that leaves an impression. And I understand that that is all. So these films, you don't feel anything for. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Which but then. Does that offend you that you don't feel anything for them? The from my personal standpoint, but I don't mind being offended. I oh, love no, no, to be no, offended. No, no, that, yeah, that's fine. I'm just, tr- me, I'm just trying to figure it out. Me being head. offended normally leads me to loving something in the long run. If I'm offended by something at first, <laughs> it means I have the capacity to love it. I've learned this. So you're going to love Daddy's Home too. Potentially. In the <laughs> you, after, it's what I'm telling after you. After 30 years of watching films like this, I might get sick of it and just need films like Daddy's Home too. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe when you like... I'm not sat over here saying, I will never love Daddy's Home too. No, <laughs> no. Well, I, my feeling was... Or what I said was, maybe you'll change your mind when you have like a child or something. When you like grown up, I did say whatever. possibly. I mean, I yeah. can't foresee. Like it was, it was. I wasn't trying to be like, oh, you, I'm right, and you're wrong. You I can't. I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I ca- I can't. I, I'll stand by the statement that I can't foresee the thing that will make Daddy's Home become cinematic chocolate to me. Mm-hmm. But if that day comes. Then it you then it come you know you know, you know what, what I mean? mean so I, I'll be there every step of the way I'm like I fucking knew it maybe he could have changed his mind and he did I've changed my mind about so everything about so yeah. many things <laughs> that's what I'm saying I'm like get hard daddy's home too whatever it may and be and where would we be Martin without get hard and the classic line who the fuck is Mayo <laughs> <laughs> Where would we be? The internet would be a completely different place. A um, completely different place. We are a part of making the internet a completely different place. That's right. With, it's not that deep, bro. It's not that deep, bro. Thank you so much for listening, people. Thank you. I appreciate it's it. It's always a pleasure. We appreciate it. Never a chore. That's right. And you've just got to hit us up if you want to kind of get an idea of what we're doing over here hit us up on the spotify on the apple music at m-i-p-l-t-d hit us up on our website at m-i-p-l-t-d dot org please comment tell us what you think what you thought of the film have you watched the film does does this make you want to watch the film Tell us all about it. Martin will tell you fortune if you message him. So just just please. Come on, really? Ladies. Yeah, ladies. <laughs> Anybody. Stop. <laughs> Get out there. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. It's been Oland and Martin, and you've been listening to it. It's not that deep, bro. Peace.
lost context again And I can't live without meaning And I've lost context again And I